Hi everyone, welcome to People of Periods. I'm your host, Frida Tong, founder of EcoPets Australia, speech pathologist, and advocate for allowing and creating space for your period to be heard and to have a voice. This morning, I am with a cup of English breakfast tea, and I am joined this morning by lovely Madison Parker, who is a naturopath. Uh, she is from Live Well Massage Therapy and Natural Health. Maddie, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became passionate about becoming a naturopath and eventually starting your own business? Thank you so much for having me on here, Frida. So I'm Maddie, and I'm a naturopath and medical herbalist and massage therapist. I really got into naturopathy and natural medicine, I think from quite a young age, actually. I was thinking about this when I when you sent through the questions and when I was a lot younger, I went and saw, it must have been a homeopath who, who did a little bit of flower essences with me um, for some of that, some anxiety I must have been having as a little girl. And I remember it being such magic, you know, and I went home and thought, oh, I really want to do that. But then as, as life happens, those thoughts just kind of disappear and I ended up going into nursing and I did one year of nursing before I then left that and went into more of the natural medicine route. And I guess that happened because I had actually done, we were allowed to do an assignment on whatever we wanted to do. And I ended up doing mine on um, intravenous vitamin C, which is the high dose vitamin C um, that you can receive for swine flu. And I just thought, what, what, yeah, what am I doing in this line of work when I really am so interested in natural healing and you know, nutrients and um, herbal medicine and just the plants and nature. Um, so yeah, I went and studied naturopathy for three years. And then ever since then, I've really been kind of building up my business. And I guess um, eventually from my own period and menstrual health woes, I started to really educate myself on my body. And eventually that became what I was really passionate about and supporting women and, and their menstrual health and period education. and. Yeah, I guess I've never felt ashamed to speak about a woman's body and like helping women to acknowledge their own body and acknowledge what's happening and mm. um, removing that shame behind periods. Yeah, it's a very necessary conversation, I think. Yeah, I love all of that so much. I have a few questions stemming from that. Um, mm. First, what is flower essence? Secondly, could you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about what a naturopath does? Yeah, sure. Flower essences is not really my forte. Like I, <laughs> I know the basis of it, but um, you pr people probably want to go and Google this as well because I want to go and Google. <laughs> yeah, but they're amazing. So they're based on the essence of a flower or a plant, and so. They're super safe, but instead of it being like a therapeutic herbal medicine, um, they are more so supporting on a deeper layer of emotions. Mm -hmm. So rather than like changing a certain pathway in your body, they're actually supporting like underlying emotional issues that you may be having. So a lot of the time when people do flower essences, you can go and see a practitioner and get your essences done based on your birthday or based on, you know, 
astrology and that type of like line of work or um what I used to do at work because we used to actually give those out people would pull the cards like tarot cards and right. you would pull different essences and then we would bottle those up but the every essence has a different meaning of emotional meaning so you may pull pull it um you may need an essence for your confidence or underlying trauma or yeah so that's kind of like the basis of flower essence and is that something that's like sprayed around the room or like do you use it as an oil or ingest it what do you do with you ingest you ingest them so have you heard of i don't know if you have rescue remedy over in the show yes yes yeah so that's a that's a flower essence so that's a okay yeah those are flowers based on like reducing anxiety and that um emotional um, yeah, the emotional anxiety that people have. Oh my goodness! I actually use so yeah. many flower essences myself without realizing that. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. I understand. Very cool. Um, what was your second? The um, na- what us naturopaths do? Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. sort of line of work? Um, I guess in terms of people that you work with, what sort of uh, presentations do you kind of deal with? I guess the basis of um, a naturopath and our line of work is that we're really seeking the root cause of the issue that anybody is coming to us with. So instead of just addressing symptoms alone, we are, are, are trying to navigate what, why is that symptom happening in the first place. So if a woman comes to me with period pain, I'm not just addressing her pain as a symptom. I'm also, in my mind, wondering what else is contributing to this pain is it her diet is it inflammation is it estrogen Mm -hmm. is it mental health you know all these different aspects that are contributing to a woman's menstrual pain um and so we're using dietary or lifestyle advice um, as well as herbal medicine or nutritional supplementation um yeah based based around supporting that core issue as well as the symptoms yeah that's that's fantastic so it's really holistic and you're figuring out really the base cause for anything that's happening in someone's body yes i personally myself i have seen naturopaths for the last only for the last three years and that was completely pivotal in my menstrual journey um Mm. and started like this ongoing process of working out what was wrong with my body. And I only recently got a diagnosis of PCOS. So I have so much respect for you and for you guys as a profession and think Mm -hmm. you guys are doing amazing things um, for us women and and men as well. Yes. So have you seen a naturopath since you had that diagnosis? I have. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Awesome. And, you know, I've implemented lots of different lifestyle changes and dietary changes. And I am so happy to tell you that I've had four periods this year. Oh, that's amazing. And compared to what were you having before? I was having like four to five periods a year. Oh, awesome. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And it's, you know, June, so our sixth month already had four. So yeah, I'm celebrating PB. every single period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. My cycle's definitely. almost getting to that monthly rhythm. So mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah. I experienced something similar too, but when I was younger and I came off the um, oral contraceptive pill, you know, it's honestly taken me about five years 
to really get a regular period back. Yeah, and that was from such... being on the contraceptive pill. Well, it's hard to say because usually we try to figure out what our period was like prior to being on the pill, yeah. you know, because often some women go on the pill very early, whether that's for hormonal concerns or for contraceptive concerns. Yeah. Um, you know, they might go on it when they're 16 and that's when your body is still actually trying to like, you're still in puberty, you know? Yes, um, sure. I couldn't really remember what my periods were like before the pill. So it was hard to know if that was just normal for me. So, but I totally understand celebrating every period and yeah, just like seeing the improvement in your body. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it's been so interesting listening to everyone's different period journeys and realizing that there are so many different women that experience, you know, irregular periods and painful periods Mm -hmm. and all these other things. And yeah, it's just so amazing being able to, I guess, have a platform to really chat about it so openly and connect with a group of women that are really quite comfortable to talk about it. Maddie, you were talking initially before about being really passionate about period education. I'm interested to know, do you remember the first time that you had your first period? And did that impact, I guess, your journey to becoming passionate about this sort of space? I absolutely love this question. I love asking women like if they, you know, about their first period as well. Um, So it's so nice to share mine. Yeah, I definitely remember. And I I remember I went downstairs in the morning and this was before I was aware that I had my period, but I went downstairs in my PJs. I must've been about 11 or 12, I think. And um, my dad was reading the paper and I went and sat on his knee and was reading the paper with him and then making my toast and so forth. And then I must've gone upstairs and I just pulled my pants down and there was just blood all over my PJ shorts and I was thinking oh my gosh I'm so embarrassed like no how did nobody tell me downstairs or like nobody would have probably seen it and I was being at my dad's at that time I wasn't going back to my mum's house till a couple days later and I was so embarrassed that I ended up just using toilet paper for the next two days rather than asking my dad for um you know sanitary items yeah and it's not that I, I, like, my dad was still amazing, you know, but it was just that, I, I guess, and then I went home to my mum's, and I just started, I just saw her, and I just bawled my eyes out and told her I got my period, and she just laughed and gave me this big hug, but, like, when I was thinking about this question, yeah. I was realising that, you know, it's such a womanly experience, and it's such a womanly conversation to have, and like, I'm so happy to have the conversation about periods to men, and I do, and encourage that. But there's something so special about talking about a period and your period to a woman, which I think is probably why I felt so much more comfortable with my mum. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's so amazing to sit down with your friends and just chat about funny stories about your period or just generally what you're wondering. And, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like a um, an element of connectedness that yes. is hidden because we don't often talk about, like in the society that we live in and just the culture that we have, we don't often talk about our periods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, just then when you were telling me this story, I was thinking when you said you went and sat on your dad's knee, I thought you were going to say that you um, bled on his knee. Oh, no, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, Maddie, no, so no. 
prior to getting your period, did your mum tell you much about periods or did you have much period education um, from school or anything like that? To be honest, I don't feel like I had enough education around what I think is actually really important to share now. Mm -hmm. I think that I remember my one of my teachers putting a tampon in a in a cup to show like in a cup of water to show how it expands in yeah. liquid and how it will expand in, in your vagina and I just thought you know thinking back now I'm like what was that you know or um yeah I just think it was just very generalized conversation that I had as a young child, which is kind of how I got more into educating women because there's so much information out there that is so amazing to know about a woman's body that you wouldn't know unless you, you seeked that information, you know, but I think it was essential to share the information Absolutely. And I guess mm. like from your experience within um, this space and as a naturopath as well, what are some of the things that you think girls should know about their bodies and about their periods? Mm. I think that the most amazing thing that I've ever learned is, you know, growing up, one of the main things that most women are taught in school and things is about how our period, like when we bleed is, is the most important part of our cycle, you know, and we're often only taught about this time where we bleed, you know, we bleed for five to seven days. This is how much you bleed. Um, and then, but the rest of the cycle actually isn't spoken about. And, yes. you know, we're, we're taught that it's 28 days and, um, yeah, but actually our periods can be anywhere between 21 to 35 days Yes, and it can fluctuate between that. And that's also really normal, you know, but everything is based around this 28 day cycle, which makes people who don't have that feel a little alienated or that um, that's something maybe wrong. But yeah, that actually there's four events within our cycle. Have you heard about the different seasons in our cycle and how we can, yeah, change I'm currently in my inner winter. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I would love for you to explain what those four different seasons are though. Yeah. So there's four different seasons that, us as females go through, through our whole menstrual cycle. And if we really get to know these different seasons within our body, we can really plan our lives around it or start to acknowledge why we are feeling certain ways at certain times of the month. And rather than trying to be this athletic, strong, Mm -hmm. um, like the whole month, Starting to acknowledge that there's times where we can be more vulnerable and where we need to slow down. So I guess I'll start with that winter phase that that you're in, Mm -hmm. um, which is when we're bleeding, our menstrual, like our period phase. And this is actually when we feel our most intuitive and reflective. So it's really a great time to create goals for the month ahead and for your next menstrual cycle ahead and make time for journaling. Because mm-hmm. within this winter phase and in the premenstrual phase, which I'll kind of go over, we have the strongest heart connection, which is why things become more emotional, why things become, you know, a bit more intense emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like, we need to have really low impact exercise. So whether that's meditating or yoga or just walking and yeah, so move, coming out of that winter phase, we're coming into spring, which is everybody feels great, like as their period is starting to finish, right? Like, do yes. you feel, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You just get to this point where it's like, oh, 
finally, you know, out of the yeah. woods. And um, so this is really, we're really independent in this space. So like start to acknowledge like how you actually feel in this space because we really, I feel really self-orientated and like really goal-driven mm -hmm. and the emotions of others don't actually affect me very much. So this is great for like decision-making and stepping out of your comfort zone and doing all those things that like independently you've always wanted to do and as well as like high intensity exercise and that type of thing so that's our spring phase and that's coming out of our period and like moving towards ovulation and then we get to ovulation which is our summer phase and this is when we're most fertile so naturally our body is is you know naturally looking for a mate so we we are urging for or wanting more connection with people whether that is with a loved one or whether that's just friendship or your family we're just seeking that connection and you'll probably find that you're more likely to actually create events with people you know like you are actually yeah. engaged to say oh let's catch up or let's do this um and so this is when we are most confident and when we're probably feeling our best and most sexy and flirtatious and our most optimal time to socialize and, and also like have those really important conversations because this is actually when we are our best at articulating ideas, which is yeah. really interesting. And I'm actually in summer right now. So this is perfect oh. for a podcast. <laughs> Perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah. And then um, moving out of summer, we move into autumn, which is our premenstrual phase, which I really love talking about this phase because I think it's definitely the most hardest phase emotionally for women, but it's actually the most beautiful part of the cycle if you can really tap into this phase and acknowledge like what is happening because... Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much emotion in this phase that comes up in our premenstrual phase. You may feel emotion or pain. You just need to surrender and actually listen and self-care in this phase and journal and communicate with your heart and slow right down. Because otherwise, if you are resisting this and you're resisting that urge to slow down or that urge to like create a self-care and do those things that you love um it's only going to exacerbate that emotional response and that premenstrual um symptoms of you know crying and anger and pain does that make sense it does make sense yeah i think all of that is so powerful and there's so much i feel like there's probably so much more to every single season oh, that you yes. talk about but we've only got you know a short period of time to to be really chatting yeah. about this but i guess that i think that's so powerful for girls and for women to understand those different mm -hmm. cycles to really be able to i guess get the most functionality out of their month and then to also understand like men and women are really different <laughs> and yes. um, in terms of you know in say in a relationship or just even friendships to understand to understand that is so powerful when you know perhaps a woman is in her premenstrual phase and you know perhaps very emotional at this point mm -hmm. and say in a relationship having a counterpart if who if he's a male understand that i think is really quite powerful mm -hmm, exactly yeah in terms of 
girls and women wanting to understand that a little bit more or find out about menstrual mm. um, seasons a little bit more? Do you have any resources, tips or strategies, or really just general speaking about periods that you would really want to share? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think my top thing um, is definitely filling like your Instagram feed with educating practitioners because there's so many women practitioners out there who are doing this work and their resources are honestly amazing. So one person that I learned from and um, have learned from just her free content is Claire Baker, the fertility charter. Have you seen yeah, that? I have. Yeah. Yes. yeah. She's also just had a book release, which is like all about, I can imagine she's put all the seasons in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a few Australian um, naturopaths that I just wanted to give a shout out because I love them and I love their feeds. And it's Lucy Fitz. I think she's Lucy Fitzgerald or something like that. Ali Stewart and Emma Taylor. They have really amazing free content on their Instagrams. And I think also for women, just to actually like get a menstrual app on your phone and start tracking your cycle and get to know the symptoms you're experiencing and those different emotions that you may be experiencing in those different seasons and yeah I guess you know we have this innate wisdom that that you can start to actually acknowledge within your body and we have these amazing apps like Kandara or Clue that allow you to journal and things on these apps so yeah that's probably another really good resource that's free. And you mentioned journaling a couple of times before. In terms Mm -hmm. of journaling, what sort of things should we be writing or just journaling in general? Mm -hmm. I think that just anything, you know, I think writing down how you're feeling that day, writing down what you're grateful for, writing down what, you know, if you're feeling confident, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry whatever you're feeling just put it down on paper even if it's one line Mm -hmm. um journaling i think is is an amazing tool for women to have to help express what's happening inside for them because we have a very it's very common for women to just hold hold things in and put on a brave face but journaling kind of gives women the access to that emotion that they may not necessarily want to share with others I would so agree with that. I think there's a little bit of magic in journaling. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess a couple of women that I've spoken to and we've spoken about journaling have also found the same. Maddie, in terms of, um, you know, our listeners finding more information about your work as a naturopath, how can, how can girls reach out to you to support what you're doing and to learn more from you and, and to connect with you? I'm mainly on Instagram at the moment, which is um, live well with Maddie and that's uh, Maddie M A D D I. And hopefully in the future, I want to start doing some online workshops and um, online courses that women from anywhere can can tune in but um, I'm hoping to yeah just give access to on my Instagram to a lot of free content that women can just learn from and start to acknowledge within their body yeah yeah definitely. and f- I- totally feel free to um, direct message me like I love chatting about this stuff and I love, love helping people so 
Yeah. It is a beautiful feed that you have on your Instagram. I love the colouring of everything on there. Oh, thank you. It's hard (laughs) work. (laughs) Well, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to People of Periods, a podcast by Ecopads Australia. Thank you to Maddie Parker from Live Well Massage Therapy and Natural Health, all the way from New Zealand, for sharing your personal journey, naturopathic knowledge, and passion for natural women's health and wellness. I am Frida Tong, and our podcast producer is Brianna Kennedy. Tune in weekly to hear a new episode of People of Periods. Like and subscribe and follow us on this shared journey to give our periods a voice and to help fight the battle against period poverty. experiences, expertise, and passion for women's health with us today. I am Frida Tong, and our podcast producer is Brianna Kennedy. Tune in weekly to hear a new episode of People of Periods. Like and subscribe and follow us on this shared journey to give our periods a voice and help fight the battle against period poverty.